Hello and welcome back to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host and this podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite tinnitus. Together we get you towards habituation, the place where tinnitus is no longer categorized by your brain as a dangerous intruder so you can shift from the bothersome into the non-bothersome tinnitus category. And in today's podcast episode, I want to share with you a few of the frequently asked questions that people ask me about tinnitus. Um, this is a podcast episode that I have now remastered, but I still think there's valuable stuff in there. Uh, it's something that I shared over three years ago, so some of the things have changed, so you might uh, turn to some of the more frequent episodes as well, but I still think it's very valuable. So um, let's do the intro and then get right into the episode where I share some of the most frequent misconceptions and things that I get asked in tinnitus coaching. Before you go, though, um, and enjoy the episode, uh, please leave us a positive review if you enjoy this episode. It helps the podcast a lot and helps other people to discover this content and helps them in their life despite tinnitus as well. So thank you for doing that. Let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. This episode is brought to you by MyTinnitus.club. MyTinnitus.club is your special online habituation community, a community of many, many people who together learn to live their absolute best life despite tinnitus. You learn science-based tools and tips and tricks and strategies on how to live tinnitus behind, uh, live your best life, really reclaim everything that's most important to you. And you do that in a community of amazing people with the help of my coaching programs that has helped over hundreds of people all over the world. So go to www.mytinnitus.club to claim your 14 days free trial. Join one of the frequent events that we have every single week and see how my science-based coaching program will help you to live your best life despite tinnitus. So hi everyone and uh, welcome to today's show of the Archering Tinnitus podcast. Today is Thursday the 23rd of April 2020. We are still living under the restriction of the coronavirus. The German Chancellor Angela Merkel, she just um, hold a, uh, a conference here in the government uh, saying that she was afraid that um, if we do start to uh, abandon the, the current measures too quickly, we are still endangering people's lives. So I'm guessing that these measures will hold up and continue and while they do, I thought I'll produce a bit more uh, content-based uh, podcast episode today in order to uh, yeah, provide some, some real value for the people out there suffering from tinnitus and maybe um, those ones who uh, still have all the issues with uh, having gone to the ENT and the ENT basically just says like, oh yeah, um, just rather stay at home, don't stress out about it and, and don't worry about it too much. Um, and I have created a frequently asked questions um, uh, already a while ago, which is also available for downloading on my website at outringtinnitus.com. So if you're interested in have that to have that on paper, you can go to outringtinnitus.com and directly uh, download that FAQ right there. 
But I thought um, since some of you might enjoy listening to uh, me going through that uh, FAQ and giving some uh, personal insights also on them on the questions, uh, I thought I record that podcast episode today. Um, the FAQ is really just a seven-page uh, document that basically sums up the most the questions that I get most asked from the people who I coach and who I have experienced to have the biggest difficulties uh, with tinnitus with. So um, if we first get into the FAQ, I start with a description or a definition of uh, tinnitus. And um, the the, the definition, not only on Wikipedia, but also more um, a general description of tinnitus would be that tinnitus is obviously the hearing of sound when no external sound is present. So um, I think this is uh, uh, very, very clear for all of us who do suffer from tinnitus. But however, if you have your spouse or your children or your friends listen to this episode, maybe they can also use it in order to understand you a bit better. Because I know it's very difficult to um, tell someone else what tinnitus is really like and what it really is about um, when they have never had something like that. Um, So I usually recommend, and I also did that with my wife, Stefania, um, there are some uh, uh, cool YouTube sounds on uh, uh, YouTube. Uh, some cool sounds on YouTube, uh, tinnitus sounds, and you can just use them and say to them like, "Oh, look, this is what my tinnitus sounds." Most of the time, I hear this twenty-four-seven. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, also a bit for basically getting your family, your friends, or other people on board, so they can understand you a bit better. Um, but yeah, we know that uh, no external sound is present and tinnitus is just there. Um, it is, uh, the word tinnitus is derived from the Latin term tinnire, which means to ring. Um, but this is not always true because tinnitus doesn't always have to be a ringing. For me, most certainly it is. For me, I've had uh, tinnitus for over 10 years now. For me, it uh, started with a very subtle high pitch uh, ringing, but uh, yeah, the story on how I developed tinnitus is in one of my first podcast episodes where I really talk uh, more in depth about how my tinnitus uh, came to happen to my, uh, uh, in brackets, good ear. Um, But yeah, so obviously it can also sound like a hiss or a roaring or a clicking or swooshing or or anything else. Um, And while for some people the sound is relatively soft, for other people it's a really loud loud sound. It can be very low-pitched or high-pitched or, again, (laughs) for some of us, unfortunately, all of the above combined. Um, I've had already people who suffered from multiple tinnitus in uh, two different ears and... Yeah, um, I have to say that it's still a very individual condition and that it is very different on how people react towards the tinnitus. So there can be people who have a very subtle and low-pitched tinnitus on only one ear who nevertheless properly suffer. And I've seen people suffer more um, who had comparably a relatively low tinnitus. So they basically when you ask them to describe it or or to maybe compare it to another external sound, um, then you would say like, hmm, that's not so bad. But again, like in my opinion, as someone who has had tinnitus for a long while, it's not about how loud the tinnitus really is. It's how much it really bothers you. And that is the most important part. If your tinnitus is so loud as it prohibits you from sleeping, from being productive, from living your normal and everyday life, then the tinnitus is bad. 
then clearly you'll have to do something. You have to, you, well, yeah, you, you have to start uh, looking for ways to, to deal with this tinnitus. So um, uh, in this way, I would say um, that it's super individual on how intense a person is suffering from tinnitus and it's not necessarily connected to the pitch or the intensity or, um, or yeah, or, or any other characteristics of the tinnitus itself. Um, the next thing is that uh, tinnitus is um, mostly described as a symptom by uh, uh, medical professionals. However, uh, very recent um, ENT and studies and uh, medical clinicians say that um, it is, in fact, a disease um, because it is ca uh, causing so many side effects, such as sleep deprivation. Um, uh, it can also go together with hearing loss and therefore also cognitive decline at some point. But all of this, what I'm saying now, is not to make you super scared and be like, oh, my tinnitus is causing all of these things to me and it looks very doomed. No, I'm, I'm saying this because this is what can happen if you don't take action, if you are inactive and if you continue to sort of like live the void of suffering from tinnitus and not trying to break out of the vicious circle. Um, but the most common cause, and this would be the, the next part of uh, the FAQ, um, the most common cause of uh, tinnitus is still noise-induced hearing loss. And this is a very big one, and I would still recommend and ask everyone, just please be careful with your ears. Um, especially now in times of uh, the corona disease, where maybe even using our phones more, and we're talking on the phone, having headphones connected and everything. Um, and this can be very, very detrimental to our hearing health and therefore also to our tinnitus. So please make sure that you stay within the limits that are safe when you listen to music from headphones, but also when you're driving in the car and you're pumping up the music or even worse, going to a bar and not having uh, maybe some proper uh, hearing protection. And then I can always recommend, I have done this myself and I'm not uh, doing any ads for uh, audiologists, but... It is a really, really, really good investment for your future to go to an audiologist and ask them for custom-made hearing protection. So, for example, if you are in loud environments, the custom-made hearing protection will allow you to um, basically uh, cut the highs of the noise and basically still allow you to understand. So, let's say you're in a bar and there's a lot of noise and people are talking and chatting and there's some music in the background playing as well. And generally, that noise will be probably between 95 and 100 decibels. And after a short period of time, that can be dangerous for your hearing. However, if you have one of these uh, custom-made hearing protections, they're basically just cutting the tops. So you're basically still able to hear everything, the music and the friends and the people who are chatting to you, but um, even a bit better. So you might even be able to understand stuff better than the other people. And this is a great investment into your future and into not developing tinnitus at all or not having tinnitus get worse. Um, so in order to describe the process a bit more is um, when hearing loss occurs is that the uh, inner hair cells in our ears, in our, in our cochlea, um, they start to die. So we are born with, I think I learned roughly 15 to 20,000 
but after a few years, there's only 5,000 of these hair cells left. And that's that's really normal because they, they sometimes they don't always function or some of them are, are dying slowly. And over uh, the aging process, which is normal, it's in, uh, different for everyone because there's also genetics playing a role. But um, for all of us, our hearing ability declines throughout our lives. Um, and then what happens is that when these hair, hair cells die, um, and which in most cases it's the hair cells that are transmitting the high frequency sounds to the cochlea because there's the hair cells and then there is an, a, a connection mechanism and then there's a cochlea who sends the stimuli from um, the hair cells, uh, evaluates them, transmits them in electronic signals and then transmits them to the brain. Um, and um, uh, if this process is sort of uh, uh, inhibited because some of the inner hair cells have died, then there's a mechanism that some people, roughly 15% of the population, and in Europe alone, 75 million adults suffer from a condition called tinnitus. And what actually happens is that the hair cells are dead and the neuronal networks in the cochlea then mistakenly send signals to the brain that the brain interprets as audio signals, which is ergo then your tinnitus, although there is no tinnitus. Um, and the people who do have, uh, who don't have tinnitus doesn't mean that they do not have hearing loss. It just means that they don't have the genetic predisposition in order to develop hearing loss and tinnitus. Um, and um, it's basically the fact that the people who do not develop uh, tinnitus, they also have hearing loss, but they have a mechanism that basically suppresses the interpretation of um, this oncoming sound as or as, as this missing signal from the cochlea as a tinnitus. So they have a suppressive mechanism, which in the people who do have tinnitus, like myself and many, many, many other people, uh, doesn't, wor does, 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 doesn't work properly. Um, yeah, so I already said that uh, 75 million people in Europe alone suffer from tinnitus. Um, overall, um, it's usually about 15% of the population in some countries a bit more and other countries a bit less um, who suffer from tinnitus. And of these 15%, 2 to 3% of these people who suffer from tinnitus have severe cases of tinnitus. So severe cases means that they are really severely bothered by the tinnitus. The tinnitus has a very high intensity or the tinnitus just has a very, very, very a big impact in their lives, unfortunately. Um, so one of the first key takeaways from the first PDF page, I would say, is that preventing tinnitus is best done in avoiding loud noise and yeah, protecting your sense of hearing in order to make sure that the hearing loss doesn't progress more than it already does because as we age, we all have hearing loss. And why is prevention so important? Well, prevention is so important if you don't have a possibility to redeem the uh, uh, problem that you have caused basically. And um, as of 2020, there is still no scientifically 100% valid cure for tinnitus. So no matter whether it's um, uh, a new device that is promising to relieve 80% of the tinnitus patients or 
um, a new drug administered in different certain ways to uh, reduce tinnitus maybe, um, or dietary measures or anything else. There is, unfortunately, statistically and medically evidenced no possibility to get rid of tinnitus for the majority of the people who suffer from tinnitus. We'll be back in the episode in just a short moment. I just wanted to share with you something that Dawn, uh, one of our tinnitus club members, talked about recently. She shares uh, her insights into tinnitus habituation and what the community has been doing for her. And of course, we'd be super honored to welcome you into our community as well. But let's give uh, Dawn the word. I think... Um I've had it for about the same as you, 15, 16 years, and I have habituated to it three times in the past. Uh, but this last time, um, I was just floored with it. I just didn't know how to deal with it. And uh, then I found this place, and it's taught me n no end. Um, how I was dealing with it was wrong. You know, it's taught me not to react to it. Um and like you said, it's nice knowing because I think it's a very isolated disease um, because you're the only one that can hear it. Your family can't, so you're you you're only you're the only one that knows what you're going through. Uh, but when you come to somewhere like this, it just it it's it makes it easier because you know that you're not on your own. And it's just probably been the best thing. I'm in the best place now in this last two years than I I have been for like I say in the last two years. I'm I'm just it's amazing what it's done for me. So if you're experiencing something that's similar to what Dawn is going through, then you know absolutely where to go and where to look and where to turn to. Um, we'd be super excited to welcome you in our MyTinnitus.club community. So if you head over to www.MyTinnitus.club, you can sign up for your 14 days free trial, um, join one of our members events, introduce yourself to our other members. We are currently getting a buddy system going so that people who are already way on their path to habituation can support and help other people who are newer in the community so if this is something that you want to uh, get into and you want to live your best life despite tinnitus then sign up for your free trial at www.mytinnitus.club but let's get back into the episode i think that one of the most important things then if you don't have a medical cure yet for tinnitus is cbt and tinnitus coaching. Um, CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy, and I have explained this in uh, my videos on my YouTube channel. Um, so you can go to archingtinnitus.com, and uh, there is also some links to my YouTube channel, or you go to Linktree, um, and then Archering Tinnitus, and there I have all of the information combined. Um, but basically, uh, what CBT does, so cognitive behavioral therapy, is it helps you to alter your perception of the tinnitus. And why is this so important? Because tinnitus is a 99% of all cases not dangerous. But what is by far more dangerous, and I can't stop to repeat that either, is how you react towards the tinnitus. And your reaction towards the tinnitus is determining overall your quality of life, I would say. No, yeah, I definitely say that because... 
in pretty much all of my coachings and all of my patients, I have um, gotten amazing results with um, supporting them and finding the right answers and uh, definitely asking the right questions around their tinnitus and uh, then seeing that many of them get much better when you manage together because coaching is not teaching coaching is a coaching is a process of um, inquiring together with uh, the coachee and the person who's being coached of what strategies might work for them and what not um, and that's what I'm doing like I don't have a magical pill I'm not a guru but I, uh, I, I individually uh, support you to ask the right questions to find the right answers. And this is why CBT is so important. Um, I have done some uh, courses on CBT, so I have trained myself in uh, doing CBT. And while I'm not a, a psychologist by training, I'm using CBT techniques in my tinnitus coaching course as well. Another big question that I um, often get is, why does my tinnitus spike? So a tinnitus spike would mean that the tinnitus temporarily becomes louder. Uh, that's a very common phenomenon. I do get it as well, although I have tried to identify a pattern on when my tinnitus spikes and gets louder, I haven't really been able to identify it. So sometimes I uh, sit down or I move my neck a bit, or sometimes it can just be in a very normal, in a normal moment and suddenly my tinnitus is like twice the intensity and I can barely hear anything else. Um, and sometimes after a minute, sometimes only after 10 minutes or half an hour, it decreases again. Uh, and I have no idea what the, the reason is for that. But, um, and what I would recommend for you is that uh, tinnitus spikes are often what I see in my coaches, not for myself, because I'm basically not so much trapped in this vicious cycle anymore. Actually, I'm not. Um, I have gotten used to my tinnitus to the amount that I sleep without hearing protection and without sounds or anything like that. I actually put an earplug in because my tinnitus is really like not bothering me at all. And I just... Yeah, get on with my life and this is what I yeah <laughs> like to uh, do in my coachings as well to teach you how to do that as well um anyways so the tinnitus is often very much governed by this vicious cycle right that you hear the tinnitus that you stress out over it and then you have the fight or flight instinct uh, release of um, stress hormones adrenaline uh, cortisol etc um, and obviously all of this is making you more stressed, right? So you are in this vicious cycle and as, as soon as this vicious cycle gets more and more and more and maybe you have a few bad nights of sleep in a row and then something else is stressing you at work and pam, there it is, tinnitus spike. Or <laughs> you, uh, 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 you have all of the aforementioned and then you go eating at KFC and your body didn't like the junk food and then pam, there it is, tinnitus spikes. But it can also be a lot of other things. Can be nicotine, can, can be caffeine, can be alcohol. Um, what I recommend to the people is like when they have a tinnitus spike, you should meticulously try to evaluate the last few hours what might have caused the spike. And if you sort of have a spike diary or um, I don't know, like you don't need to have a full diary or anything like that. Just have a small notepad somewhere or on your phone, open your note application and note down as soon as you have your, your tinnitus spike, what have I been doing the last few hours? And not only like what have I been drinking or what have I been eating, but also what has psychologically affected me? Have I had a fight or an argument? Has something really bothered me? Um, anything like this can be really interesting and really important in order to find out 
why did your tinnitus spike? Um, and the best way to deal with the tinnitus spike? Hmm. The best way to deal with tinnitus. Don't give it too much of attention. I'm sure it will lower down in almost all of the cases a, a constant. Uh, a tinnitus spike is not constant, but it's temporarily. So you can remain assured and rest that the tinnitus spike will calm down again and that it won't bother you for too long. And now we're getting to the interesting part of this episode. What can help with tinnitus? This is on the next page of my uh, tinnitus FAQ. Um, many people who do suffer from tinnitus, and uh, this is to say including all these 15% who suffer from tinnitus, they do get on with their lives pretty normally. So they have tinnitus, they realize they have tinnitus, and especially at night, maybe they hear it, but they're like, yo, I'm not bothered by it. It's, it's really not too big of a deal and I'm not stressing out too much about it. Um, and only once maybe the tinnitus becomes a bit more intense and there's a few other changes in their life, then um, uh, uh, the, the tinnitus becomes a problem and then the, the focus starts to shift onto the tinnitus and that's when things can go down the drain and, and get, really, get really bad. So um, what can you do in order to um, uh, yeah, uh, be better with your tinnitus? Um, as we just said, and we talked about uh, the tinnitus spikes, it's really important that you have sort of a protocol and that you have um, a, a, an approach to why your tinnitus got worse or why your tinnitus is there in the first place. So as soon as you have some sort of control, and even if it's by establishing what kind of tinnitus has, how loud it is, what, when, when does it bother you the most, all these things, they really do help you to sort of like get a sense and and paint a picture of your tinnitus and as soon as you have a physical picture of your tinnitus in your mind it's not so unknown anymore you know the unknown and the things that remain uh, in the dark so to say they are very very stressful and um, they give us anxiety but as soon as you qualify your tinnitus as soon as you as you as you describe it to yourself you try to elaborate it and um, you gain some sense of control over it so as soon as you do that, I'm telling you, this is the first step that you have done in order to get better with your tinnitus. Um, otherwise, we said, and we talked about the vicious cycle of tinnitus, um, it's really important that you break out of the vicious cycle of um, um, adrenaline and uh, cortisone, cortisol reactions. So what I really can recommend you is to do some yoga, uh, some meditations. There's great stuff on YouTube, on channels that you can find that is super helpful um, take a walk outside, continue to do the things that you would do normally in your life. This is a very big one. So don't let the tinnitus from meeting your friends, well, maybe online at the moment because it's COVID-19 time, but um, continue to go for a run if you're allowed to in your, in your area or do some home exercises, do a workout, do a meditation, do some stretching only. Um, and talk with the people over your fears maybe. Eh? So like all these kind of things, they help you to sort of sort of calm down all the stressful uh, thoughts and, and, and the things that, that really stress you out around uh, tinnitus. Um, and yeah, as we said, CBT and uh, a, a coaching can be a very valid method for you to 
um, uh, 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 yeah, get on with your tinnitus, become better with your tinnitus and enable you to go back to a life uh, that you have had before, even with your tinnitus. And again, I can't stress this way too much. I mean, it's sort of advertising, but I mean, it's good for, for, for a good cause and good reason. So um, <laughs> this podcast is obviously also advertising myself. And I do tinnitus coaching and I do it for a living. So um, if you are in in having a 45 minutes free coaching sessions, head over to uh, Facebook and there is a book now button where you can schedule that um, uh, 45 minute session with me. Um, and I will be trying to help you as much as possible in 45 minutes. You don't have to buy another coaching from me after that. Only if you uh, still have more questions and everything, I'm, I'm happy to also tailor a package for you. But um, I, I, I really want to give you as much value as I can within those 45 minute sessions that I'm offering on Facebook. Um, because I, I, I've been in that time when it was very difficult with my tinnitus. Again, this is my first episode. Um, of my podcast when you want to listen to that. I've, I've been through very difficult stages as well. So now I'm super happy and it, it gives me great pleasure to be able to help people with tinnitus. Um, another question is that I get from many people. They say like, I don't know if my tinnitus is severe or not. So I've been talking about this in the course of this episode already, um, that I think tinnitus is severe when it severely impacts your life. So if you have trouble sleeping because of tinnitus or big trouble focusing at work or uh, trouble to keep your social contacts um, and just simply doing the things that you used to do before you started from suffering, then I would say your tinnitus is severe. Um, it doesn't mean that um, your life goes to completely chaotic um, circumstances, but um, I mean, as soon as tinnitus is bothering more than it, than it should be, um, and, and, and that is easily the case if it bothers you, um, I would consider doing something about it. Um, and you don't have to buy a massive coaching package from me. Um, try with a 45-minute coaching session and maybe I can give you some hints that will always already help you a lot if your tinnitus is not that severe. Um, the severity is thus always very individual. One thing that you can do, however, and that is very nicely object objectively done, is the THI score that you can evaluate. So if you Google THI score tinnitus, um, you will get the PDF from the American Tinnitus Association. It's a questionnaire with a set of questions that's supposed to evaluate your score. And the higher your score, the bigger the yeah, the bigger the amount of of suffering that that uh, you are suffering from the tinnitus from. And um, this is a really interesting thing again because I think it gives a face to your tinnitus. I mean. I think in, 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 the, in the back of your mind, you know how bad tinnitus impacts and, and is for you. But um, I think it's really interesting to do this THI score questionnaire. So then uh, last but not least, I want to tell all of you guys, and I said this before, that uh, in 99% of all cases, tinnitus is not dangerous for you. Um, and the most dangerous thing is that you have this vicious cycle and you don't, uh, don't, you don't sleep properly anymore, you don't get to focus and you have a constant flight of fight instinct triggered, which basically uh, constantly stresses your body. Um, but this is a disclaimer. And if you haven't yet seen a GP or an ENT, so an ear and nose and throat specialist, 
then please consider to do so because it's very important to still discover whether your tinnitus comes from noise-induced hearing loss, whether you have the indication of maybe even already having a hearing aid that can really help you because I, I have a hearing aid for over uh, eight years now already um, and the hearing aid really helps me in... Um, yeah, I'm asking the tinnitus a bit because the tinnitus is a teeny tiny less loud when I take the hearing aid out. It's just blaring. Um, and with the hearing aid in, I can understand more and the tinnitus is less intense. So it's really important for you to uh, consult with your GP or an ENT in order to make sure that your tinnitus is not dangerous um, and also to see whether there should be any follow-up measures taken. Um, yeah, so please do so. And if you have any other or additional questions, you can also always come to me but I'm not a medical doctor and I have to continue to say that. So please make sure that everything uh, is checked and that you have your audiogram and that is established that you don't have any other underlying condition. Um, finally, I would uh, like to say I thank you all for staying at home, being cooperative and thanking myself and, and everyone else to push through this period. Um, I'm here for all of you if you want a, a video coaching session um, and, and, and just want to find out a bit more about tinnitus, <clears throat> go to my website at outringtinnitus.com. Um, message me, send me an email. If you have ideas for this podcast on who I should interview or if you want to be interviewed um, because you want to tell your story about your tinnitus, then um, yeah, I'm super happy to have you. Um, I wish you all, all, all the best. And until the next session, I say uh, goodbye. Uh, the next session is uh, going to be more science-based and science-focused. I will be interviewing Professor Rilana Chima. She is a, a very, very, very highly renowned uh, tinnitus researcher and, and uh, international scientist. Um, so I'm thinking that all of you, including myself, I'm very excited to, to have her on this podcast soon. Um, yeah, until then, stay healthy and safe, everyone. Uh, flatten the curve and um, yeah, goodbye. Yeah, thank you very much for tuning into today's episode of the Outring Tinnitus podcast. It's been a pleasure to have this. This is Frida from the future, uh, from the remastering. Um, I want to invite you to also read my free guide to tinnitus at www.tinnitus-guide.com. So tinnitus-guide.com, you can read my free guide to tinnitus. If you are interested in reading my book, Accepting the Unacceptable, an eight weeks journey towards tinnitus habituation, you can do so as well at tinnitus-book.com. That's www.tinnitus-book.com. Luckily, we more or less uh, left the corona pandemic behind us right now, although there are a few uh, cases here in Germany and in the EU now of a new variant. But um, at the end of 2023, in October 23 now, um, we have uh, a lot of other things still going on. Ukraine war, uh, the Israel-Gaza war just started and Terrible things are happening in this world, a lot of uh, natural disasters and a lot of problems that we have to tackle, but at least I think I can provide my part in helping people with tinnitus. So yeah, if um, you think someone should be hearing this podcast, then uh, send them, forward them the podcast, um, uh, like and subscribe. If you can, give us a review. Uh, we're very grateful if you honor our work. So yeah, that's it for today. The next podcast episode is with Rilana Chima and I'll hear you in the next one. Goodbye. Thank you.
you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.